Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. 2.20 is the time here at KSL News Radio. Continuing to deliver uh, remarks is Delegate Stacy Plaskett, uh, Democrat delegate of the United States Virgin Islands and one of the House impeachment managers. The new evidence. We are hearing audio and written transcripts of the communication between uh, U.S. Capitol Police officers. Uh, it is... It is what we are listening to uh, are the the calls from one officer to another to dispatch describing the circumstances in which they find themselves specifically uh, when those metal gates were first torn down on the grounds of the United States Capitol before uh, the mob made its way to the building itself. Uh, the calls for help and the growing numbers in the crowd uh, and the fear in the voices that you can hear uh, in the the pleas for backup uh, are are pretty jarring. Now, why am I narrating this and, and not playing it for you? Well, it's because uh, in the background and in the videos that are being shown, uh, it's pretty profanity. It, it's pretty laden with profanity, uh, and and not the not the innocent kind that you might read in the Bible, but the 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 hard stuff that uh, FCC says no no no. So uh, I'm unable to to show you what uh, is being presented to United States senators right now, but you've seen much of it. You, you've seen a lot of it. There are some new angles. Uh, there are there's some new footage I'm seeing for the first time here being shown by, again, Stacey Plaskett, House Impeachment Manager, of the breaching of those uh, first layers of defense, those metal gates. Anyway, we'll continue to follow that, and uh, and as we get more clarity on, on what's being presented uh, and we can share it with you in a you know a profanity-free way. Uh, you can count on us doing exactly that. Uh, right now, though, for the next few minutes, let's talk about let's talk about air travel, specifically domestic travel. Right now, there is a debate playing out uh, in the CDC as to whether or not a recommendation and maybe a rule even be handed down, uh, compelling all those domestic air travelers to have a negative COVID test to present before boarding the flight. Uh, Secretary of Transportation recently confirmed, uh, (laughs) Transportation Secretary uh, Pete Buttigieg recently told uh, a program on HBO that uh, this is a real conversation taking place right now. The CDC is looking at all its options, but, uh, you know, there's got to be common sense, uh, medicine, science really uh, driving this. Okay. So it's not it's not asked and answered. We, we don't yet know uh, if this will be a, a policy that goes in place. If you were to listen to, say, the CEO of Delta, uh, the the rationale he brings to the table is that, listen, this is one of the most safe, if not the safest modes of transportation. And we have, at least at Delta, we have maintained this empty seat in the middle policy. Uh, we are doing everything we can to keep folks safe. And if you do the contact tracing, uh, you will find very few examples of 
transmission of the COVID virus uh, on an aircraft. In fact, I'll let him speak for himself. Here's Ed Bastian, CEO of Delta Airlines, who does not agree with uh, Secretary Buttigieg and think thinks that requiring a negative test for air travelers is a bad idea. I think it'd be a horrible idea uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, first and foremost, we're carrying as a U.S. industry uh, over a million people a day on average, and, and that number is starting to to grow again, which which we'd like to see. Uh, travel domestically in the air transportation system is the safest form of transportation. I think we all know that. Uh, incidents of spread aboard any of our planes is is absolutely minimal. In fact, very, very few documented cases globally, not just domestically. And Ed Bastian, again, CEO of Delta Airlines, continues on to say. It would also take probably about 10 percent of the testing resources that this country needs to do to test sick people away from those people. It's hard to get tests. Uh, there's days of delay still. Uh, I think it would be a logistical nightmare and would set the trans- not just the tra- transportation uh, and travel industry back, but the whole hospitality sector, the hotels. Uh, it set us back at least probably another year in the recovery. Interesting point he brings up there. Uh, again, we're hearing now from Ed Bastian, who's the CEO of Delta Airlines, responding to the discussions taking place right now uh, in the CDC and with Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg requiring all domestic travelers to receive a negative a COVID test result before boarding a domestic flight. The point that Ed Bastian here brings up is that if we were to require this of all air travelers, that it would represent a 10% share in all of the tests available, thus taking away from those who may more, you know, more realistically need to depend on uh, a test. You know, there are some settings in which, uh, you know, it's, it's very important that folks get tested. And the, the question being brought up here by Ed Bastian is, are the airlines, specifically Delta, does Delta need to face, uh, you know, this this type of scrutiny? Uh, lastly, and unsurprisingly, Bastian said that a move like this will not help the airline industry. It will not keep domestic flyers safer. If anything, it's going to keep people away from what they need to do, which is in terms of, uh, you know, starting to get back out, you know, for not just essential travel, but people need to start you know, reclaiming their lives and uh, taking testing resources away from those truly in need, I think would be a terrible decision. That penultimate point made just now by Ed Bastian, CEO of Delta Airlines, is an interesting one, and it is that people need to get back to living their lives. Now, we shouldn't take unnecessary risk, but as we do take the first steps towards a return to normalcy, and and arguably we have taken uh, some of those steps already, but as we continue taking steps towards what we hope someday to be a return to normalcy, that is going to involve some risk. It is going to involve a little bit of risk. Now, I don't bring that point up to say that necessarily boarding an airplane is, uh, you know, an irresponsible risk. I, I know many folks, including those in my own family, who have uh, flown since uh, COVID-19 showed up. I have not. I'll, I'll say I have not. Uh, I have booked a number of tickets and then canceled them, but have not actually uh, taken the final step onto uh, an aircraft. What do you think about this? What do you think? Now, it's tough because we don't yet have all the, all the science, and we have only the, the word of those in charge of the airline, specifically here uh, the CEO of Delta saying that, you know, it's a safe experience. It's a safe thing. 
Uh, we'll see if the CDC agrees with that once it completes its uh, observations uh, and study. But the question should airlines be testing passengers for COVID before domestic flights? I, I put that up on uh, social media here earlier this morning and have gotten dozens of responses. Dozens, dozens, dozens. Uh, we'll start with Brad here. Not sure if Brad's being sarcastic, but says uh, they should be f- quarantined for two weeks before the flight and two weeks after the flight. Should be quarantined. All right, so you want to fly somewhere, you got a, a month of your life to dedicate to that trip. Uh, remember, the, the question is, should airlines be testing passengers for COVID before domestic flights? Uh, Jesse says, yes, obviously. Rick says, no. Uh, uh, Dan says, no, this is just stupid. Um, uh, oh, Mary Beth says, yes, uh, my son is tested weekly because he's in college and uh, and one class is live on campus uh, and uh, believes that ought to be applied to uh, domestic air travel. Uh, Mondi says no. Carmina says no. Chelsea says yes. Oh, Abby here. Absolutely not. All caps, three exclamation points. Oh, and it's got an extra little thumbs up. Uh, someone agrees. Uh, Jan here says, heck no. That gives them too much control. Not sure who them is, but uh, uh, no is your position. Absolutely not, says Deborah. We have a right to privacy, she says. Uh, interesting. Um uh, I guess privacy against sharing our medical diagnoses, which would be, I guess, the results of this test, uh, and then sharing them with an airline might feel out of bounds uh, for Deborah. Maybe that's the case. Uh, Carol says, if it helps get us out of the pandemic sooner, then yes. If it helps get us out of the pandemic sooner, then yes. I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that. Anything that gets us closer to a return to normalcy and getting this pandemic behind us, I I think I can support. But only if the science supports it. And right now, the assertion from the airlines, at least, is that no, uh, a test like this is not necessary. Contact tracing does not reveal that there's anything rampant uh, going on as people engage in at least domestic air travel. Uh, Ed Bastian of Delta goes as far to say even international travel. All right. Uh, Listen, we're going to take a break right now. Last year, if you remember, about this time when we were talking about the impeachment trial being carried out in the United States Senate, uh, one of the questions that I had was, what else is going on in Congress? Yeah, I, I know for the most part, all eyes are on the Senate right now, but did you know there's a whole nother chamber? The House is busy doing work. What are they up to? We'll speak with Burgess Owens next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.